Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Back and better than ever, not looking like Tom Brady, not in a shroud of secrecy, just took a little time off, did some things with the family, did some things for myself, and we are back and better than ever, and it is great to be with you on this Monday, August 29th, the year 2022 it's game week in college forget about that week zero where florida state takes care of business against duquesne uh it's time for the nfl to get down to their 53-man roster and we've got games like lsu florida state ohio state notre dame alabama texas game on my main man james mesh back in the master control suite in the game studio spinning the tunes pushing all the buttons he's right there on the campus of delta media which houses klwb which is 1037 lafayette we're also on with 1041 in lake charles we are streaming around the world on 1037thegame.com 1041thegame.com if you happen to be in the acadiana area and you're by a television set well Pop it on because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. Uh, Mondays during this time of the year is when coaches talk about what happened before, what's looking ahead and looming ahead the coming weekend. It is what they call game week. The Tigers, the Cajuns, the Cowboys all in action for LSU. Their first game back in, in the friendly confines of the Superdome since beating Clemson for the national championship game in January of 2020. This will be the third straight year that LSU will be starting a new quarterback. Miles Brennan took the reins in 2020, Max Johnson in 2021, and in 2022, well, LSU knows who it's going to be, but they're not going to reveal the identity until that person trots out on the field for the Tigers' first offensive snaps against the Seminoles. In his weekly press luncheon today, uh, you know, they had lunch with Les. Um, maybe this is brunch with Brian. I don't know. Um, quote, I think it's a tactical advantage for us to not announce it. Kelly said he made the decision 48 hours ago, early Saturday afternoon after his team's practice in Tiger Stadium. He said, Florida State has played a game. That's an advantage for them. We haven't played, so it doesn't help us to give up any of our cards in that sense. So we're going to hold that card until game day. So is it Jalen Daniels? Is it Garrett Nussmeyer? 
We'll all find it. Look, somebody's going to leak this out. I can promise you somebody's going to come out and say, this is what it is. Now, this is game week. All practices are closed to the media. But there's always a source within the source. LSU will simply say that they have not made any official announcement. But it'll come out. It will come out. There's no question. But we will see. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether we know it now or whether we know it Sunday morning. We'll know it come around 630 when LSU trots out on the field. Then we'll know. And then we'll see who can handle it. Um, Brian Kelly did say his starting offensive line uh, will be Will Campbell at left tackle. Miles Frazier at left guard, Garrett Dellinger at center, Anthony Bradford at right guard, and Cam Wire at right tackle. What's kind of interesting about all of that is those were all offensive tackles back in high school. So they have some some athleticism to them okay so much more coming up uh on lsu we'll get the whole report uh glenn west will join us at around 2 30 this afternoon but first chris roseverglue is our first guest today with the new orleans saints they've got to get down to 53 players come tomorrow you heard in the two-minute drill trevor penning with a little turf toe situation that's going to require surgery how long is he out i don't know teams have already made some cuts and with that uh the saints have claimed offensive lineman Derek Kelly from the New York Jets. They need some insurance. They need some bodies as the NFL will give way to college football in week one. The NFL will start a week after this and get things going that way. Uh, so we'll talk with Chris Rose for glue first, then Glenn West. We'll get the Ragin' Cajun report from um, – KLFY's Karaski Melvin as Chandler Fields has been announced as the starting quarterback for the Cajuns as they get ready to take on the Lions of Southeastern. That's going to be a tough, tough ball game. Jim Gazzola will join us to give us the, the latest on the Cowboys at around 3.15 this afternoon. And then Blake Rafino will join us as well from the Are You Serious podcast, get his thoughts on uh, LSU as they get ready for Florida State. One thing we did learn uh, that's that's unique when it comes to in all my time of covering LSU football um, from Charlie McClendon to I mean all of them all of them um, Brian Kelly likes to get his team out of the hotel on game day if it's a night game he'll get them out of the hotel they'll bust to the stadium they'll do a do a little workout build, build up a little bit of a sweat Every other coach I've ever known has always done that inside um, a big open room at the hotel where the team is staying. But Brian Kelly likes to get his team out of the hotel, get them dressed, get them going, get out there. We'll do a little workout, come back, uh, meetings, pregame meal, and giddy up and go. So that's his way of doing things, and that's, uh, that's okay by me. Whatever works, works, plain and simple. If you're a golf fan, how cool was the season finale of the PGA Tour, the Tour Championship in Atlanta, and how good was Rory McIlroy? He and Scotty Scheffler 
two of the top four players in the world, head up, final, final pairing, and Rory comes roaring back and wins eight. million the first prize of the tour championship finale that's that's pretty darn good man pretty pretty darn good it's the swan song for serena williams as the u.s opens underway she's going to play doubles with her sister venus and she's going to try and go as far and as long as she can in the single side. Uh, and ticket tickets have sold through the roof to watch her because one loss and she's done. She's done. She's not retiring. She's moving on to other things, she says. She doesn't like the word uh, retire. Well, Nebraska did it again. Scotty Frost once again loses to Northwestern State. North uh, in the Big Ten action in, in week zero, not once but twice gave up double digit leads, took an ill advised onside kick going uh, uh, when he was up double figures. Northwestern recovered, came down, scored, and Scott Frost is being just lambasted all over the place. When you look at his record, and he's still around, and you look at the record from Bo Pelini when Bo was the head coach of Nebraska, he's Bo won a heck of a lot more games and got fired. Scott Frost has a losing record, and he's still around. Uh, for how long? Hmm. Your guess is as good as mine, but that was the biggest takeaway from week one. Nebraska loses yet again another one score loss under Scott Frost, and they just cannot seem to figure it out. Oh, how the once mighty um, have fallen. They would not score again after a failed onside kick attempt in the third quarter versus Northwestern. And uh, the better coach was on the Northwestern side, and Scott Frost rode that one perfect season at Central Florida and has been nowhere since. And the onside kick was horrendous, horrendous. Um, so there you go. We got a busy, busy day planned for you and yours. We'll try and get some of the sound for you um, that just came in as our crack staff is um, uh, recruiting, uh, is uh, working fervently. So uh, we will see. All I know is this. It's game week. Everything is kind of – this is kind of a day off for LSU since they play on Sunday. Tuesday will be their Monday routine and just on and on down the line. Uh, they'll head up Saturday. And they'll have a meal on the way. Uh, they'll stop somewhere and have, have some dinner and then get to the hotel. Then uh, Sunday they'll get up. They'll, they'll do a, a walk-through little workout inside the Superdome, get used to the, used to the environment and the, the area, and uh, then, then it's time to kick off. And, of course, we'll have all the action for you here on your home for LSU sports, uh, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 in Lake Charles. How about that? So let's take our first time out of the day. It's great to be back. So much to get into. We're going to get our expert guests on and share their thoughts on it. We'll start first with the New Orleans Saints as it's time to make some cuts. The Saints have done a whole bunch of wheeling and dealing. Uh, and where do they stand? Boy, that, that, that first team looked pretty darn good uh, in our first action seeing Jameis Winston on the field. They, they look, Kamara looked good. Um, 
Alave looked good. Jarvis Landry looked good. The offensive line is still a concern. Um, and, and we'll delve into all of that and much, much more uh, with Chris Rosevelgu. And we return after this timeout. Monday's brought to you by ShopRite Tobacco Plus Discount Outlet. 60 of them in southern and central Louisiana. They are in your neighborhood with everything under the sun for you. Great, great supplies. Um, the the best and, and cleanest restrooms you'll ever see. Hot meals always available. And savings galore. We'll tell you all about that throughout the course of the show. So back in the saddle with my main man, James Mesh, running the board. We'll come back and we'll talk New Orleans Saints on this Monday edition of the Jordy Helpert Show here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are your home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. And welcome back, boys and girls. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up 7 you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, select parishes only. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in, money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply eligibility in terms at draftkings.com slash football terms licensee partner golden nugget lake charles gambling problem call 1-877-770-STOP that's 1-877-770-7867 we're attempting to get chris rose glue on uh on he's not answering his phone right now something must have popped up um but in case you missed the Trevor Penning's injury, turf toe, that, that's a bummer, right? That's a bummer. And it's very important to get Landon Young and James Hurst back. They've got a little over, you know, less than two weeks to do it, uh, to get healthy again. Uh, that offensive line is going to be critical. Saints trying to get down to their, uh, their, their cut list. You know, got to get down to 53. So uh, a bunch of names... Gone by the wayside, tight end Chris Herndon, quarterback K.J. Costello, defensive back Jordan Brown, defensive tackle Jaleel Johnson, uh, four defensive backs, Dylan Maben, Jordan Brown, Isaiah Pryor, uh, Pryor, Jack Kerner, defensive end Scott 
Paction, kicker John Parker Romo, another defensive back in Bryce Thompson, wide receiver Aesop Winston, who was quickly claimed by the Browns, defensive lineman T.J. Carter, quickly claimed by the Rams, and running back Divine Ozigbo was claimed by the Denver Broncos. The defensive back Brian Allen, defensive tackle Josh Black, offensive tackle Derek Kelly, cornerback Quentin Meeks, running back Abram Smith, and offensive tackle Kalik Washington all released by the New Orleans Saints. Um, they did claim from the New York Jets offensive lineman Derek Kelly. So they're trying to find some kind of backup uh, for um, at, at that offensive line. Um, he's a 6'5", 320-pounder. Uh, he's 27 years old. He played at Florida State. He's got two years of experience in the NFL. Saints are looking for uh, anything, anything. Um, so, uh, we shall see what happens, uh, with him. So Derek Kelly, uh, familiar with the saints, right? Uh, he made the saints 53 man roster after training camp last year, went on to appear in six games, registering 16 offensive snaps, 22 special team snaps. Uh, he, he's, he missed three days because of an undisclosed injury, injury and uh, he's likely going to uh, fall into the same role that he had last year uh, with, with the Saints. So we shall see if, if he can um, make something good happen and provide some much-needed depth. Uh, meanwhile, in their final preseason game and their first at home, uh, the Saints' offense looked look pretty darn good, I thought. Um, they looked like they were in sync. They looked like they were um, making good things happen. I thought Jameis Winston looked good. Uh, I thought his weapons looked really, really good. And uh, so I think, you know, um, for the first time, uh, first time all together, uh, shoot, I, I was impressed. I was impressed. They, they still, uh, you know, are they a contender? I believe they are. If you if you look at what's happened with Tampa Bay, yes, Tom Brady was away from practices and all for nearly two weeks. He's back now. Looked different. Looked sounded sounded kind of defeated. Um, but anyway, that their offensive line is 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 hurting, and with a forty five year old quarterback there that doesn't have much maneuverability, um, that that's an issue and a concern. And that's one of the Saints' strengths is their ability to put pressure on a quarterback. Everybody's going to say, "Well, he's just going to get rid of the ball quickly." Well, the Saints know that, so they'll have press coverage. They'll do all the things. But now the Saints have like two weeks to prepare for their regular season opener against the Falcons on September the eleventh. Um, who was the MVP of the preseason? Well, depending upon who you ask, most of the votes went to Paulson Adebo. And if he plays in the regular season the way he did in the training camp, the Saints might have a claim for the best starting quarterback, cornerback tandem in the NFL. Um, yes, in the NFL. So Paulson Adebo certainly got a lot of looks. Um, Will Lutz was absolutely uh, spectacular at training camp. Um, at one point, he was 49 of 51 in field goal attempts. Uh, man, 
according to those, it's the best camps he's had in his seven-year career, and that's saying something for the former uh, pro bowler. So that's pretty darn good. Um, so anyway, um, it looks like Chris is having some issues, so we're going to just press onward, press onward. Um I like this Saints team. I've said it. I think their special teams are terrific. I think that their um, the biggest question mark is depth on that offensive line. Can they stay healthy? Can they keep Jameis Winston upright? And that's certainly important. On the, on the defensive side, what's going on with Pete Werner? Um he, he keeps getting hurt. It's not really his fault. They're really high on this second-year linebacker. They're counting on him to play a big role on what could be one of the league's best defenses, but he's only been on the field for a small fraction of training camp thanks to that groin injury, and the Saints are scrambling to find the right player to fill in for him if he needs to miss miss some time. Of course, Trevor Penning's injury is is critical as well. They've got to get some people back. Um, can they keep Peyton Turner and Marcus Davenport healthy and and playing a lot? That would certainly help. So again, the biggest concern is the offensive line uh, and depth. Three of the top four tackles are currently dealing with injuries. The only healthy one, Ryan Ramchek, has played sparingly throughout training camp after missing extended time last season with a knee injury. Um, boy, you, this offensive line, if, if, some, if this doesn't get right and stay right uh, and these injuries stop, Man, you talk about derailing a club because you can't do anything without those big uglies up front. You just can't. Um, and, of course, can Jameis Winston live up to the bill? Man, can he do it? Um, and if if you can, then the Saints will be, will be good. At least if something is going to happen to Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton has proven as a veteran – that he can handle some of this. He'll be fine. So um, that's good. But you got to protect the quarterback. You got to protect it, plain and simple. So um, biggest reason for optimism for the Saints, playmakers at every level, offensively and defensively. I mean, you just look at Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. I think Troutman's going to be fine. I, I know Taysom Hill's going to be fine. You got Alvin Kamara. Um, Mark Ingram looked good. He looked good. And in the, in the defense, you've got Cam Jordan. You got Demario Davis. You got Lattimore, Adebo. I mean Matthew. You got you got people all over the place. And Dennis Allen's not rocking the boat completely. He's just, uh, he's not. And it seems like it's a seamless transition. Allen's not new to the team, so that helps. They know what to expect from him. He knows what to expect from them. So for the first time in a long time, you got a defensive mind that's steering the ship rather than an offensive mind. So can they get the right 53 players? That is the task. And that's what they'll have to find out and figure out what will happen with Kirk Merritt. 
boy, he's made the case for it to make this club special teamer. Um, who's not who? Who? What's going to be the surprise cut? There's going to be one or two that's going to be immediately scooped up by some other team, and that just shows you the talent level on this squad. How great this Saints defense can be, I think, will determine everything on this season. They've got elite playmakers at all three levels. They've got depth across the front line. The secondary, pretty darn impressive. And they don't experience that much of a drop-off with their second unit. Can they create turnovers? Can they start taking the ball away with more consistency, especially in big games? And who has done that his entire career better than anybody? The Honey Badger. The Honey Badger takes what he wants. If he can do that and bring that energy and make this team that type of dynamic, there's no telling. There's no telling. They should be a playoff team. And they've got a decent shot at winning the division title. Falcons and the Panthers aren't in the same class as the Saints and the Buccaneers. Um, I think the Saints have a lot more positive momentum going into the season than Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's lost a lot of talent from the last two years. Uh, they've had to manage a load of injuries. So I really like the Saints in this division. They caught every bad break imaginable last season, and they still finished nine and eight. That worm has to turn, right? It has to turn. You already got one of the best defenses in the league. Your offense has drastically improved. Those three starting wide receivers weren't even around a year ago. And guess what? Will Lutz is back and better than ever. Boy, I like this team. I like this team. And I wouldn't bet against the I wouldn't bet if it came down to the Saints versus the Rams for the NFC's top seed. I really would. I'm very, very bullish on this New Orleans Saints team. So we shall see. All right, we'll try and get Chris at another time. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll take a quick timeout when we come back. We're going to have to uh, hear from Brian Kelly, and we're going to hear from Glenn West of uh, Go247 Sports. His thoughts on brunch with Brian. Do we call it that? We'll see. All right, that's coming up next here. The Jordy Helper Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers in southwest Louisiana. A recent survey discovered that game listeners prefer our station over watching a mandated webinar at work. Oh, thank you, everyone, for coming to this exciting meeting today to discuss. Take that, productivity in the workplace. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We are back 35 minutes after the hour. It's game week. LSU opens up Sunday against the Florida State Seminoles. The game will be on 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 in Lake Charles. Of course, the biggest question of the day, do we call it brunch with Brian? Brian Kelly with his first game week press luncheon. And, of course, the question, not the first question asked, but the second question, hey, Brian. Who's your starting quarterback? Here's what he said. Yeah, we have. Uh, we've made a decision, but I'm not going to announce it publicly. And, and 
again, this is for certainly I think everybody here wants to know who the quarterback is. I get that. But I think it's a tactical advantage for us not to announce it. So I'm going to hold that um, announcement because I think it gives us a tactical advantage for not playing. Look, Florida State played a game. That's an advantage for them, having the opportunity to play. The advantage for us is that we haven't played. And so it doesn't help us to give up any of our cards in that sense. So we're going to hold on to that card um, until game day. There you go. Joining us, he was there live and in living color is our good friend Glenn West from Go247 Sports. Glenn, makes sense to me. How about you? Yeah, uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, I think that makes a, a ton of sense if you're talking about, you know, obviously uh, LSU coming in with a new regime, a new coaching staff, a new offense, new everything, and you want to play all of those advantages to your to your to your hand, to your card, and then for that first game. And I think that's uh, what what Coach Kelly plans to do. Uh, they've uh, you know they're going to begin prepping prepping for that game tomorrow. They kind of have an off day yeah. uh, today, but. Uh, with with things kind of pushed back a day because of the Sunday game, they're going to really get started, I think, tomorrow and uh, get get dive into a game plan. And um, I, I I think this quarterback thing, you know, the big thing you got to take away from this today was Coach Kelly talking about both of these guys and saying one is one A and the other is one B. And like he thinks that it's that tight. Yeah, he thinks that both are going to be able to play at some point this season. Uh, it's just about finding the right reps for each, finding the right situations, and um, seeing how that all plays out on the field on game days. One A and one B. I think it was. Uh, I think it's down to the wire, but the decision has been made, and now we move on. The decision's also been made, and it's the best friend of a quarterback, and that's the offensive line. And the starters are Campbell at left tackle, Frazier at left guard, Dellinger at center, Bradford at right guard, Cam Wire at right tackle. Did that kind of surprise you, or was that something that uh, has been has been kind of known for a while now? So, yeah, I mean, the first few weeks, you know, Wire was not with the first team, and that that was certainly kind of a, a, a jumble to the lineup that they made. I think late last week um, they, they, they decided to throw Cam Wire in there uh, at right tackle, get him to rest, and obviously that moves kind of things around. You saw Frazier play some left guard. He also played a lot of right guard this fall. Uh, it slid Bradford into right guard as well, a very athletic offensive lineman. Um, but I think this was kind of the, the direction that they were leaning towards really for the last several days uh, in terms of Cam Wire really showing that he's he's ready to be a right tackle, ready to, to make that to make that uh, starting spot. Um, I, I think you know, they're, they're also going to throw in Traymond Shorts, the, the transfer from East Tennessee. Uh, he's going to get a lot of reps. I think you're going to see a lot of you're going to see some of Marcus Dumerville, some of Charles Turner. Those are kind of the seven, eight guys that, that, that Coach Kelly and I think the staff feel really comfortable with uh, early in the season getting some, some getting some reps. Uh, last thing I heard, Malik Neighbors was a little dinged up. Um, what's the status? Any any injury updates on him? Because that's pretty critical. He was he was like the star of camp. Oh yeah, he was absolutely the star of camp, and I don't really think it was that close. I mean, uh, it was a slight ankle sprain for him. Okay. Uh, he missed a couple days. He didn't. He was kind of off to the side on Saturday when the media was able to get in a good look on, on at Tiger Stadium on Saturday. Um, but they they plan on you know revving him back up here this week. He's going to be a full participant, I think, by the end of the week, and the plan is for him to play. 
The plan for John Emery uh, is he's going to have to miss at least two games. Here's John Emery discussing uh, his his latest saga. Listen up. It is frustrating at the you know all the hard work I've been putting in during school. My GPA three point eight or nine. So like yeah, it's frustrating. But like I said, you know I'm going to keep going. I won't let it stop me. Like you know, no matter what I go through, I still have the opportunity. You know, so I have, what, 10, 10 games I could play in. So, you know, I'm just ready for the, you know, season and stuff. What do you think about all that, Glenn? Uh, uh, it's a tough situation. I mean, 3.8 or 9, that's a lot better than what I was doing in college. Um, but uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it, look, it, this obviously stems from last year. I think there's still some some stuff that they have to work out. I mean, that's pretty much the, the extent of it. Um some some things that maybe didn't translate over that we're supposed to in terms of his grades and academics and whatnot. Um, it's it sounds like he's really kind of on the fence about playing in these first two games. Uh, I don't think it's a decision that's being made by the football program right. or by Emory. Right. Um, certainly not Emory, but uh, yeah, you know, for it's, sure, <laughs> it's, it's kind of open a door, open up a couple doors for for Noah Kane for Armani Goodwin to handle. I think the bulk of the carries these first couple weeks. Um, yeah, Coach Kelly was very non-committal about it. You know, today when he was asked about it, he still has no kind of update or is not allowed to really talk about it. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be up in the air until I think down to the wire. But um, certainly looks like right now Emory's going to be out the first couple games. We had lunch with Les. Is this brunch with Brian now? What are, what are we calling this thing? We can do we can do brunch with Brian. I mean, June. Uh, I mean, that's kind of. Close, it's a late brunch. It's, it's a late brunch. Yeah, a late brunch. Um, yeah. Any normally the media gets handed a um, a thick old stack of papers that previews the game, talks about everything, and they also have the old proverbial depth chart on it. Was that was that given out today? No depth chart. We got the thick packet of paper, but there was no depth chart attached to it. So (laughs) I think that was maybe a little – we got it about 15 minutes before Coach Kelly walked in. I think that was probably a good indication of what uh, things were were leaning towards in terms of the quarterbacks being announced. But, yeah, they're going to take it down to the wire. And I think, you know, honestly, I'm going to be very surprised if nothing leaks – uh, between now and Saturday, oh, I, I'd be very you surprised. Know it. You know it is, but LSU's going to go. It's not an official LSU. Yeah. Release. you know how yeah, that works. No, I'll, I'll be I'll be very interested to see how this goes. I think there's a sneaking suspicion amongst many people of who it's going to be. Uh, I personally think it's going to be Daniels. I think I that's kind of where it's where it's yeah. leaning right now. But Nussmeyer has been very very good, and I think one of the big telltale signs was Coach Kelly woke up two days ago and he didn't know who it was going to be, and he kind of really uh made that decision in the last 48 hours and he, that's what he kind of shared with us today did he infer the possibility of both playing in the game or did he not even go down that road he didn't go down that road as it pertains to this game he, he kind of went down that road in terms of how it pertains to this season i think he thinks both will have their opportunities to play this season um but it just really boils down to to when those opportunities come for, for whoever doesn't get the job the one thing that I, in listening to it, and I've been covering LSU football for a long, long time since Charlie McClendon and, you know, all Mike Archer and all Bill Arnsbarg and all, 
He's the first coach I've ever heard of, and I don't have a problem with it. He's the first coach that says on a day of a game, if it's a night game, we're getting out of the hotel, we're going to the stadium, we're going to go put a little workout, get, you know, get a little lather going, and then come back to the hotel. It's always been inside the big old carpeted uh, hotel room, whatever. Um, that was unusual to me. Yeah, and I think it was very interesting. That's something that's going to carry into when they have home games at Tiger Stadium. Um, you know, they're going to get them out of the hotel room yeah. in the morning and break a sweat, essentially. And they're going to bring them uh, to the stadium. They're going to bring them to the Superdome on Sunday in the morning and bring them back to the hotel. And I think that's a really smart way of doing things because, you know, it gets guys' juices flowing a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I think it just kind of re reverberates just kind of what the, what the day is going to entail. Uh, the band practices before the game. Uh, they, yeah. They're just following basketball. Basketball has shoot arounds for every game. They get <laughs> out of the true. hotel. They, they, they put on their stuff. They go shoot. They do some things. And then they come back. It yeah. makes sense to me. No, it does. I mean, then, you know, get some walkthroughs in. I think doing it at the stadium, too, is, is very interesting. I think I'm not sure, he didn't really address whether or not that would be something they do during away games. I think that would be kind of hard. Uh, for to set up for away games, but you never know. I mean, I I, I honestly don't know what the well, plan I think they is can. I think they yeah, might be they able probably to do could. that. Yeah. I, I, back in the day, I remember that used to be not the day of, but the day before. Like Steve Spurrier would bring Florida in, mm -hmm. and they'd have a practice in Tiger Stadium Friday night before a Saturday game. Alabama did the same thing. So uh, that used to be a commonplace thing to do. Nobody does that anymore. But that was that was interesting. What else? What other takeaway did you get from today? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we hit on some of it. I think probably the, the big thing for me was kind of how the game weeks were going to shake up, you know, in terms of what their process is like. And we had really over that. Talk what, about that. Let's yeah, talk about so, that. Yeah, you know, I think probably the, the biggest thing, um, you know, their they, big practice days, it sounds like, are going to be on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, it sounds like Tuesdays are going to be more of kind of meetings and, and, and going over game plans, making sure everybody knows what their rules are for that, that week. Mm -hmm. um, and then Wednesday and Thursday are going to be the big practices where they run through the game plan. They practice hard, they tackle, they go through all the stuff they need to go through. And then uh, I think Friday is just about mentally preparing and, and getting back into the, the swing of, of a Saturday game. I think all that gets pushed back because of a, of the Sunday, but right. they, they, but Coach Kelly really likes, I think, giving his guys kind of an extra day or a day's rest just to kind of mentally recoup from from the Saturday game. Uh, he talked about, I think, on Sundays after Saturday games, they're going to do assessing and they're going to obviously regroup and talk about what what they need to do in terms of improving the roster and, and working on themselves. And I think that that Monday is going to be uh, big for the players in terms of mentally preparing for, for the week ahead. It goes back to what he said in the very beginning. He wants players ready to play when it counts. He doesn't oh, yeah. want all these soft tissue injuries. And look, it's a it's a long season. Not only are you physically drained, but you can get mentally drained as well. So to keep them fresh, that's man, that that's that that's right up my alley, man. Yep. Yeah, and they haven't had a whole ton of ish, injuries this year, whether it's you know soft tissue or anything. They had Jack Bash miss a couple of. Of mm -hmm. practices he was kind of in and out seven banks was in and out throughout fall um but really outside of those two um matthew langloy uh langlois whatever i can't really langlois. remember how you pronounce it langlois. But, uh, he, yeah langlois <laughs> he was in and out uh for for a couple of weeks there but uh i mean th that's really the extent of some of their injuries this 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 year or this fall and i think you know that we i think that question was asked him today you know just kind of what the 
the prognosis was of this roster? Have you guys been this healthy kind of leading into a season? Yeah. He said it's it's great from that standpoint. It's been great, and uh, our guys, you know, still got a week left, but our guys are physically ready to go out there and play on Sunday. LSU, of course, takes on Florida State Sunday, six thirty. Uh, Florida State had a had a tune up performance against Duquesne. It was a lightning delay. They, boy, they ran the ball an awful lot. But what do you what do you gather? What do you judge from a game like that? Yeah, so there, there's going to be some advantage, I think, for LSU. I think you saw in that game, Duquesne was able in short spurts to to get pressure and to get kind of some pushback on that offensive line for Florida State. And, you know, if a team like Duquesne is able to get into the backfield a little Ooh. bit and get yeah. through the offensive line, you would imagine that LSU's front four is going to have some opportunities to be really successful this weekend. I think that's going to be a uh, an, an advantage for LSU. Uh, you know, Florida State's been they, – they went through, I think, three or four different centers in that game mm-hmm. on Saturday because of injuries and whatnot. But um, it, it's going to be a big game for that front seven. And I think uh, you know, the big problems you can have is just not tackling. And I think LSU – you know, you got to be able to tackle, but if you can, I think you're going to lead yourself up to some success on defense. And you know, offensively, it looks like, you know, Florida State's defensive line is going to be a strength of theirs. I'll be very interested to see how the O-line holds up in kind of their first game of continuity together mm-hmm. uh, on the field. So uh, certainly some some big takeaways that you're going to have, you know, none the least of which is the quarterback and how he can play, whatever that's going to be. So uh, certainly a lot that you can get get away from, from week one, take away from week one. One former Tiger locked up a starting position, uh, T.J. Finley at Auburn. Another ex-LSU quarterback is not the starter at Texas A&M, Max Johnson beaten out. So for the third consecutive year, LSU is going to have a new starting quarterback. We just don't know who it is yet. And I can honestly say I don't know what to expect. There's so many new faces and so many new position players. I don't know what in the heck to expect. I don't know if Brian Kelly knows what to expect. I think that's kind of the excitement around this team. Yeah. They have yeah. 30 new players in on their roster this year that they're expecting to get some form of uh, you know snaps from. I mean, like the, the transfer portal, you bring in 15 guys. You didn't bring those 15 guys in to just sit on the bench. They're going to be heavily involved in what yeah. you're doing. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how all this plays together. I, I'm with you on that one. All right. Uh, it's game week. It's Monday. Um, have fun down in the Dome. Uh, we're working next Monday, so just be ready, okay? Okay. It's I might be in the car driving up. I can't I can't promise that I'll it's be. It's Labor uh, Day. We can still do it on the phone. Labor Day true. Monday. We'll do it. That's true, and I, I I think LSU doesn't have much going on on that Monday, so we'll well I'll have to double check, but I think we'll be good. I think they're going to have their normal Monday press conference. That's true, Maybe. they might. Yeah, yeah. Glenn, you plan on staying up that late? Come on, big fella, you going well, to well, be down well, in the Big Easy? I mean, the game might not end till what eleven, eleven thirty. We're going to be post gaming until about get 12:30. up, man. Let's go sleep in yeah. the next life. Let's I come know. on. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Kinda, buddy. I mean, that's what we signed up for. So I'm, that's I'm, right. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So when you get the leak, just let everybody know that Jaden Daniels is going to be the starting quarterback. Okay, just let them know. <laughs> yeah, I'll just post that out there with no no reference. Yet, that's so. right. All right. Glenn, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll take a quick time out here. We'll come back with much, much more. We'll wrap up our number one, set the stage for our number two here on the Jordy Helford show in the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and first place in the AL Central, the uh, Houston Astros. We'll be right back. 
He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, all you cats, and uh, the wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any game, any football game, and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team ends up losing, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, select parishes only. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of draft kings.com slash football terms licensee partner golden nugget lake charles gambling problem call 1-877-770-STOP that's 1-877-770-7867 so we got the saints talked a little about them we talked about the tigers uh early three-point favorite against the florida state seminoles coming up the latest on the raging cajuns latest on the mcneese state cowboys and more lsu talk it's football season it's it. That's what we got. And we're coming at you straight up here on the Jordy Hilbert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are your home for the Tigers and the Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana. Hour number two on this Monday, August 29th, after this. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Hour number two of two. And away we go. So happy that you are with us. My main man, James Mesh, back in the Master Control Suite in the game studios, which are on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on 1041 in Lake Charles. We're streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you happen to be in the Acadiana area and near a television set, pop it on because we are uh simulcast on stadium 32.3 and 133 on lus fiber saints making cuts got to get down to their 53-man roster and then their practice squad by tomorrow um as they get uh, ready they have two weeks to prepare for their opener against the atlanta falcons on september the 11th it's game week for the LSU Tigers, the Raging Cajuns, and the McNeese State Cowboys. Brian Kelly came out today in his first press conference and said, I know who the starting quarterback's going to be, but we're not going to tell you. It's a tactical advantage for us. 
Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns know who their starting quarterback is going to be. Uh, they made that announcement um, a week ago. Chandler Fields is the guy that's going to start for the Vermilion and White and Red, Vermilion and Red, excuse me, of the Raging Cajuns as they get ready to take on Southeastern Louisiana this Saturday at Cajun Field. Joining us with the very latest on the Raging Cajuns as we start off hour number two, our good friend from KLFY Sports, Karaski Melvin with us. Karaski, it's been a while, buddy. How have you been? Um, I've had a pretty good summer, hopefully the same with you. Everything is good. We're in the throes of things. Uh, you heard Coach Dez at a press conference. Um, give me some takeaways on uh, on how he feels about this club and anything interesting he had to say. Well, definitely, I want um, I definitely want to start on the quarterback because it's actually funny because Coach Dez also did the I know who the quarterback is, but I'm not mentioning him yet, and that was at the scrimmage, the last scrimmage, and a couple of days later, he named Chandler Fields as the quarterback. I spoke with I spoke with Coach Dez um, last week, and he says when that team goes out onto the field, and when the fans see them, they're going to see they're going to see a team that's going to be a representative of the school. It's going to be something the fans are going to be proud of. He, there is some optimism there, and, it's, and definitely this season opener is going to be pretty fun. Yeah, in Southeast, there's nothing to sneeze about. What what was the, the, the determining factor, you think, and what was a very close race throughout spring and most of fall camp? Uh, what what separated Fields from Ben Woolridge in the in the long run? I believe Coach Des had mentioned that the fact that when you're making a decision for a starting quarterback, you want to try to pick someone who will help you win, not try not to lose. And he okay. felt that, would, that edge was with Chandler Fields. And it was interesting. He also mentioned that one of the things Fields had is his playmaking ability and also that he's a little bit more creative. I mean, offensive coordinator Tim Leger says he has a little bit of breast barf in him. That's, 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 pretty, that's pretty high praise and pretty high comparison. Yeah. Um, Fields is a redshirt sophomore out of Archbishop Rummel in Metairie. He was uh, three years as a backup to Levi Lewis, uh, 12 of 22 passing for 122 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Do you think his familiarity with the program uh, gave him the advantage over Woolridge, who's a transfer from Fresno State back in January of 21? It had to make a difference. I don't think it made as much of a difference with Des in the program. I think looking at how these two performed in camp and even before that, like this is this has been going on for a while. I just think that uh, Coach Ezermo and the coaches saw that Chandler Fields can give them a little bit more on the playmaking edge. One of the things Fields mentioned as what he can bring as being himself, he wants to bring, bring some excitement in the passing and run game, and he feels that he can do that. And I think that the coaches have noticed that, and it's like we can we can try more things. We can be a little more creative with the play calling with field behind behind center. Karaski Melvin with us. Um, as the Cajuns get ready for the Lions from Southeastern, it's I think it's great. I think what's also great is the fact that uh, the Raging Cajuns and McNeese will be playing in 2025. That's a that's a rivalry revisited, and I think that's terrific for both fan bases. But getting back to this year's team, um, did Coach Des talk about their health? How are they going into this opener? Um, for the most part, we're gonna for, for the most part they're doing. Pretty well. We're going to get, of course, some more details later on in the week. But 
for the, for the most part, they're definitely healthy going into it, and definitely they are ready to go as, as they're in the final days of preparing for this contest. Okay. Uh, it's a Monday. They play on a Saturday, so it's a, a regular week process. Um, what what, uh, what do you notice about how, how did Coach Des handle this? This is kind of his first media press luncheon as a head coach um, and addressing the media. How, how do you think he's handled himself under the spotlight now? Coach Des feels absolutely comfortable in the world. He seems to be taking he takes everything, you know, he's pretty upfront and everything, everything's pretty clear cut. Don't see anything of like any worries or nerves. He, the man has a plan, he knows what it is, and he will execute it when he is ready to execute it. That's exactly what happened with the starting quarterback gig. After the Saturday scrimmage, he said he knew who the guy was. He wasn't gonna tell he was he had a plan on when he was gonna tell the quarterback and then the media. So he definitely he definitely has something going there, and I think he's handling himself quite well. Okay. Uh, Karaski Melvin, KLFY with us, talking raging Cajuns. He's named the starting quarterback. He said that this would be a team that would represent the university and make the fan base proud. Um, they're going to throw the ball a little bit more this year than, than what Billy Napier did. I've got to believe uh, that's, a, that's a quarterback as your head coach. Um, I think he wants to sling it around the yard a little bit. Am I crazy? No, I, 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 I would believe that. I would think that the fact that one of the things they mentioned about Fields is arm talent and with the arm strength. So they're definitely looking to get the pass, get that pass away. So we're probably going to be seeing it and definitely in different and different ways, perhaps a little more run pass options as along with the offense. But yeah, I definitely see there's gonna be a little bit more there's gonna be a little bit more throwing out there. And one of the things that the coaches have talked about is like with this wide receiver room as well as with the tight ends, it's like we we have weapons to use, and we think Chandler Fields will be the perfect QB to utilize those to the best of you know everyone's ability. He lost a lot of players to the portal. Uh, some that went with Billy Napier to Florida, others other places. Um, you've had to get some new people in. Has Des talked about the chemistry with the portal and these new players and trying to integrate them into uh, the UL way of doing things? Um, one of the things he mentioned is uh, with not only chemistry, but consistency. I, one of the big things he said about this whole camp season is how, can, how pretty much consistent this team was in working together, pushing towards the same goal. He said, like, had, like during the whole two weeks, had maybe one off practice, you know, and this is like uh, essentially almost two weeks straight. So he, like, there's, there's communication there. And that's definitely something the defense had talked about as being one of the goals is building communication and accountability. And Coach, and Coach Desimo is saying definitely this is a team, you know, everyone's working together. This is a great team. They're gelling, and they're, they will be ready. Have they found some more depth at the running back position? That's always been the mantra of the Cajuns. They've always got two, most of the time, three guys that can flat out play the position. I know they got Chris Smith now, but other than that, who who has stepped up in that role? Well, well, definitely they're they're definitely pulling up some more, you know, you know, depth in there. Um, Bodie is uh, another running back. His first name escapes me at the moment, but definitely they are working. On, they are definitely working with that depth. There's going, you know, that the running game is not going to be something that's going to disappear with this new quarterback. It's something right. that they need. It's something that they're going to use. Uh, Jacob Cabote is his name, and so I think he'll be one. He'll be someone to watch. 
um, as far as as far as with that run as far as with that run game, you're going to want to keep an eye on. Okay. Uh, Saturday, uh, six p.m. Cajun Field, the Lions. Nobody to sleep on. I know they lost their their quarterback that put up huge numbers, but Coach Selfo's pretty good coach. I think this is going to be an interesting test for the Cajuns. I do expect the, the UL to win. Uh, I'm I'm curious what the fans, uh, how many fans show up on, on this first Saturday of college football. We shall see. But Melvin, you'll be there, Mr. Karaski. Melvin, you'll be there covering it. Of course, you'll do all the the great work on klfy so we greatly appreciate your time on a monday my friend thank you thank you for having me all right buddy you take care of yourself uh karaski melvin with klfy uh the wait is almost over a new football season is about to begin get ready for the nfl week one action with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl to celebrate the return of football DraftKings is giving new customers a can't miss Offer bet just five dollars on any football game and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. You want more action for opening night? Well, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game. You get paid instantly. What? Even if your team loses. There's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonuses issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in money line bets only deposit and wagering restrictions apply eligibility and terms at draftkings.com slash football terms licensee partner golden nugget lake charles gambling problem call 1-877-770 stop draftkings um Football season is here, you know, and the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to crown you the tailgating king with the ultimate tailgate giveaway powered by St. Landry Lumber, Austin Outdoors, and the game. You can score $500 to chop specialty meats, a new grill with accessories, a cooler, a set of chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, tickets to LSU and Raging Cajun football games, and so much more. Enter in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's the ultimate tailgate giveaway powered by St. Landry Lumber, Austin Outdoors, and The Game. We took you to inside the Raging Cajuns locker room. When we return, we'll do the same with the McNeese State Cowboys. Jim Gazzolo will join us on the latest in Lake Charles as they get ready to travel to the powerhouse that is Montana State here. On the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Red Hot Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana. And we're back at 17 minutes after the hour. The Saints have to wait till uh, a week from Sunday before their season opener against the Atlanta Falcons. LSU plays this Sunday in their home away from home, the Caesars Superdome against Florida State. The Raging Cajuns will host the 
um, Southeastern Lions, but our good friends, the McNeese State Cowboys, have a long road trip ahead of them as they take on uh, and head to head to Mon- the, the beautiful state of Montana, Bozeman, Montana, uh, to take on Montana State. Um, it's called the Gold Rush Game. So there'll be a lot of gold in the stadiums. The Bobcats have 12 first-string offensive and defensive players who started multiple games last season, including quarterback Tommy Malott. So they've got a lot of experience on their side. The Cowboys breaking in a new coaching staff, lots of new players. Jim Gazzolo covers the Cowboys for the American press, and he's kind enough to join us. Jimbo, it's game week, buddy. How are you? Excited! It's game week. Yes, let's, let's yes. pick this thing off. When, when, when does this team leave for Montana? That's a long way to go, man. When are they leaving? Uh, it's a it's a twenty three hundred mile trip. That's uh, they leave they will leave Friday morning. Okay, okay, very good. That's a long ways to go. All right, give me the uh, state of the union address for the McNeese Cowboys as they get ready for their season opener. Where are they? Uh, give me give me the lowdown. Uh, well, it all depends on who you talk to. <laughs> if you talk to Gary Goff, the head coach, the sky is falling and we're never going to be ready. Uh, if you look at, uh, if you watch them from a year ago, they're far more advanced, far more prepared than they were uh, last season's team. They look far more disciplined, far more accountable. But this is a tough game for them. And we have a quarterback. We have the announcement of a quarterback. So it's Okay. Who is it? It is uh, it is a sophomore transfer Cam Ransom. It, that's not really unexpected if you watch practice. Uh, he was the more dominant uh, of the two, but both will play very similar to probably what's going to happen at LSU. It'll be a one A one B situation. Both okay. will play, and competition will continue throughout the first couple of games. What do you like about Ransom? Tell me about it. Athletically, uh, he can throw the ball long. He's athletic. He can run and make plays with his feet, um, which is going to be important with this young offensive line. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's at advanced because he wasn't here in the spring like Knox Kadem with the offense, but he will make more things happen, and uh, I think he will stretch the, the defense, which I think will allow them to do what this team will do best, which is, I think, run the football. Is he a righty or a lefty? He is a lefty, and uh, the kind of the key was when I started to get the feeling that their two best offensive linemen were switched from the left side to the right side, <laughs> <laughs> which is different because that then protects the lefty's other side. The keen eye of Jim Gazzolo figured that one out. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I don't know about that, but it, uh, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> Skill position wise, um, Ransom got some players around him. He can. Uh, I know you want to run the football, but you got to be able to mix it up. So, how's the wide receiver room? He ha- he has far better wide receivers than a year ago. Uh, first of all, the improvement of Josh Matthews, uh, Josh Matthews, a senior who went in the portal and decided to stay. He actually has caught the football in the uh, in the fall okay. camp which is something he didn't do in spring camp or in the last couple of years. He's big. He's 6'2", 220, 215. He can go up and catch it. He will be the uh, big, tall receiver. Then they have two guys that can run. Uh, Kobe Duru from uh, a transfer from San Diego State can fly. 
Okay. And Mason Pierce, who was their best player last year, uh, he is more of the slot kind of guy. If you get him, if you get him in uh, space in the middle of the field, that's where he made his long touchdown plays last year. Also had an 85-yard touchdown kickoff return. He will make plays happen. Uh, they have some. They they have more talent than they've had there now. How it meshes is a big question, um, and how the offensive line plays yeah. is the biggest question. Yeah, that was a, that was their downfall a year ago, and it seems like that's something that they need to continue to work on defensively. Uh, what do you see different there? Well, they don't have Isaiah Chambers, and that he was the All-American. He was the playmaker. Yeah. Uh, he got all the sacks. He got uh, in the twenty in the eighteen games. Uh, in spring and fall last year, he got 18 and a half sacks. And he was the defensive player of the year, uh, was actually the state player of the year defensively, co-defensive player of the year. He's gone. Um, but they have better talent as far as the defensive backs go. They got everybody from the transfer portal they could get from FBS. Okay. How they mesh will be important. Cordell Stewart is back at defense at linebacker. Uh, he was the best player in the league probably last year. He had 100 tackles. He's back for another year. The Byron Adams, a local kid from Barb High School, really had a great spring and a very good fall. He will be a big contributor, named team captain. And I think um, Mason Kinsley will take over some of the role of, of pass rusher. But the front is pretty solid. This was this was the number one defense in the Southland last year, and yep. it's uh, probably as good as anybody this year. That's awesome. Uh, Montana State, of course, competes in the Big Sky Conference. Their program began back in 1897. They've won three national championships. Brent yes. Vigan is the head coach, Bobcat Stadium. Um, what does uh, Coach Goff have to say about Montana State, the Bobcats, as a season opener? Uh, great challenge. <laughs> yeah, We'll find yeah. out where we are right away. All the typical coach speech. I'll give you a great right. story, though, Jordy. I'm going I'm to tell you this. The interesting thing about this game, as I was researching it, because I'm doing a story on it, is Heath Schroer got the game, the athletic director, to show McNeese what they could become. Gary like Goff that. likes the game because it's a program they want to emulate and become. Interestingly enough, when I called up Montana State and started to do some research, I was going to do a story on how this is the blueprint for where McNeese wants to go. Each person I talked to at Montana State said this. We got our blueprint from the game we played at McNeese in 2002 right down to how we do tailgating. Really? That was their first. That was a game down here. They lost 21-14 uh, to McNeese, but they all came away and said, that's how we want to do tailgating. That's how we want our crowd to be. That's the type of program we want to have. And they took it back up there, and they've gone from – 5,500 to 19,000 in the, in the 20 years since ironically, McNeese has gone the other direction. Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting flip game. That is interesting. So they, 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 they took the blueprint from McNeese. Now McNeese is trying to steal it back. Yes, exactly. You can read about it in the American press on Wednesday, but yes, that okay. is, that is kind of the weird thing about this game is as I got into that, that's what everybody was saying is we love McNeese. We love having them up here. They showed us how to do it right down to game day festivities. Wow. Um, all right, one more, one more aspect of football. We talked about the offense. We talked about the defense. How's the kicking game? Well, we have a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, McNeese lost eight games, mainly because they couldn't kick the football. 
and that's eight games between the spring and the fall. And what I mean by that is they'd miss an extra point and they'd have to go for two. Yeah. Um, there were there were six five games in the fall directly impacted by lack of kicking. It was so bad that as I, I joked that it was true. They would bring out a, a a girl from the stands to kick an extra point at the end of every first quarter. Her percentage no, was don't better say it. at the end of the year than McNeese's percentage <laughs> kicking the extra point. Don't That's say bad. It. Don't do uh, it to me, Jim. Don't. <laughs> they, uh, Garrison Smith is a transfer from uh, Ohio State. He will start at kicking. They also have C.J. Mayo, who was a very good junior uh, junior college kicker. So they okay. have in- increased that better than anything. You will see no. You will not see fourth and fifteenth being gone for at the yeah. twenty-five yard line because they don't have a kicker. Oh, I can tell by the tone of you that this you're going to enjoy covering this team. Win, lose, or draw, it seems like they're going to be more disciplined. They're going to look like they know what they're doing, and they're going to be well coached. Jordan, the strangest thing about this year, and we had a malaise of seven years here yeah, of bad football. Right. Every kid I've talked to on the team – says the most interesting thing is we have a game plan, we have a scheme, we're moving forward, we're learning, we love being here. That's that great. was nothing the last seven years. That is awesome. That is awesome. I, I wish them the nothing but the best. Seven o'clock uh, against Montana State, Saturday, September the 3rd. Uh, it'll be quite the indoctrination. You never know. You just never know. We'll see. The key, can that offensive line protect? Uh, and can you make some plays, man? That That's the key. It's the yeah. gold rush game for Montana State. Jim, I can't thank you enough, man. Safe travels. Enjoy the beautiful right. scenery in Bozeman. Uh, it's lovely this time of year, I'm sure. <laughs> Yes, it is. All right, Jim. It isn't you take human. Care, buddy. It Thank isn't you so human. much. Uh, Jim Gazzola from the American Press. You can read the story about uh, the program, how McNeese put it on the right way, and Montana State said that's what we want, and they took it up to Bozeman with them. Now it's time for McNeese to get it back. Um, also, it's high school football time, right? And Delta Media is your home for all the thrilling high school football action. This season's lineup. Are you ready for this one? All right. St. Thomas Moore on the game, 1037 Lafayette. Acadiana High on Me TV FM 97.7 FM. Karen Crow High on Z1059. Southside High on Mustang 1071. The Vermilion Parish Game of the Week on 1063 Radio Lafayette. St. Landry Parish Game of the Week on News Talk 98.5. And Barb on the game 1041 Lake Charles. Wow. Make sure to download the station's free mobile apps to listen to your favorite teams, whether they be at home or if, even if they're on the road. Because, you know, Delta Media is your home for Friday Night Lights and Friday Night football we'll take a time out back to tiger town we go blake rafino from the are you serious podcast again brian kelly says we know who the starting quarterback is but we're not telling you because it's a tactical advantage to us football much like the military all about strategy 
Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, we are back at 34 minutes after the hour, um, and it's time to bring in our good friend of uh, the Are You Serious podcast, Mr. Blake Rafino. Blake, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I like it. Doing good. How are y'all doing? I'm terrific. We're all doing well. Um, I'm sure you heard it, but for our audience, we played it early. Let's play it one more time. The big news of the day, the most, wasn't the first question asked, but it was the second question asked. Brian Keller was asked, um, have you decided on your starting quarterback? And here is what he had to say. Yeah, we have. Uh, we've made a decision, but I'm not going to announce it publicly. And, and again, this is for... Certainly, I think everybody here wants to know who the quarterback is. I get that. But I think it's a tactical advantage for us not to announce it. So I'm going to hold that um, announcement because I think it gives us a tactical advantage for not playing. Look, Florida State played a game. That's an advantage for them, having the opportunity to play. The advantage for us is that we haven't played. And so it doesn't help us to give up any of our cards in that sense. So... We're going to hold on to that card um, until game day. There you go. Um, your thoughts on that comment? Uh, we're about to find out who's going to leak the starter. <laughs> <laughs> you know somebody's uh, going to. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Jordy, I think that we've, we've come all the way to the situation where you have one quarterback earlier in camp that left, and now, you know, Saturday's any indication of what they're going to do uh, I fully believe it's it's going to be Jaden Daniels. However, I do think that both young men are going to play no matter what. That's that's kind of the feeling I have. Uh, all right, one thing we do know that uh, Brian Kelly announced his starting offensive line near and dear to your heart. So here we go. Left tackle, Will Campbell. Left guard, Miles Frazier. So you got a freshman. You've got a freshman All-American who's a transfer. You've got uh, at center, Garrett Dellinger, who's moving over to a new position. you got at right guard, Anthony Bradford. And at right tackle, Cam Wire. I, I kind of get all, all of those. Cam Wire kind of surprised me. Was he a... Was he kind of a a horse that came from behind and nipped the 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 nipped the, the other horse at the wire? Pardon the pun. I I don't know about that. I think that it has more to do with they want to find where Anthony Bradford can play the best, and I think that they believe that that's going to be the guard position. Um, I mean, because Cam Wire didn't get you know take a spot from Tremont Shorts. I just think that they believe that Miles Frazier and Anthony Bradford are better at the guards and they would compliment Garrett Dellinger better. Uh, but like he said, we're going to move this around. And so I think that they feel that they can, they can get multiple people to go out there uh, mm-hmm. and play. So um, we'll see. I, I think that you, you, you know, you go in there and you have experience with, um, you have experience with, Cam Wire out there, so that might just be a big thing for Brian Kelly. 
Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, those horses on a chariot race. They got to be able to work together. They got to be in unison. So are you concerned at all with Garrett Dellinger uh, being at the center spot? I know he had some snap issues and all that kind of stuff, but I think maybe his strength is his mind and being able to see and make the calls that a center needs to make. Is that, would that be accurate? I, I, yeah, I think that he's done really well at center. I think that that's just going to be his normal position no matter where he goes, meaning if, you know, if it's LSU, the league, whatever, I, I think that that's the best position for him, especially if he's able to make the right calls. Um, because now yeah, center's got to be 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 300 and some odd pounds, you know, versus when I played it, you know, I, I'm six two and a half. And I played at 295 300, or 300. So um, they want those big dudes in there, you know. So um, yeah. I, I don't worry about the snaps. The snaps have, have been fun. The only thing yeah. that I've ever worried about him was making the, the, the right protection calls. Gotcha. Um, any any rhyme or reason to the fact that all five of the starters were offensive tackles in high school? What does that tell you about their athleticism, I guess? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that you can make the argument that they're trying to get, be more athletic. I think that it shows you what you know what kind of scheme that they want to run offensively. I, I think the problem is, and that you could have, um, you know, at times with doing something like that, is you when you when you take the athleticism versus taking the strength and the inside, it could be a problem. But if that's what they feel comfortable with, I, I I don't see a problem with it. But I don't I don't think it's as big of a strength necessarily uh, as one may would think. Uh, just in the sense of that, Jordy, it's it's easier to kick out at times than it is to kick inside, just depending on what person you have, right? Like meaning, there's not going to be. You know, it just depends on who your O-line is. The, the, the traits normally are it's harder to kick outside than inside. But with these guys, I think it's easier for them to kick inside versus outside because of how physical they can, can be. You know, I think Anthony Bradford's a better guard than he is a tackle. So for that, and I think Dallinger's a better center than or guard than he is a tackle. So I think it just with this team, it's better for those guys to kick inside because you do have – a guy like Will Campbell, who's going to be out there at left tackle. Right, right. Um, Blake Rafino joining us, the uh, Are You Serious podcast. Here, Here's one interesting thing to me is, um, you know, for years and years, you've had Cole Tracy, Cade York, some record-breaking kickers. Now you've got a, a young man who walked onto the team a year ago, coming straight out of Baltimore. Damian Ramos is going to be LSU's starter at kicker, a position now with some unknowns to it. I think that's a storyline we got to watch this year. Yeah, I do too. And I'm not confident or, you know, I don't feel either good nor bad about the special teams. I just don't think that we know. I think right. it worries me a little that Peyton Todd hasn't, you know, come to fruition a little bit. It also worries me, you know, when you have a freshman kicker as talented as Divert, that he that he doesn't come in and win it, and you got a kid and Ramos that comes out of nowhere essentially yeah. and wins yep. that job. Um, so that worries me. 
I'm with you. I'm with you, Blake. LSU's first game back in the Dome uh, since ending the perfect season and beating Clemson for the national championship in January of 2020. If you had your, if you had to hang your, seeing what you've seen, if you had to hang your hat on one thing you felt certain about this LSU football team, what would it be? Uh, that the wide receivers, are, if you're talking specifically about Florida State, but it, just the, the, the receivers are really good, you know, I think that that would be the one thing uh, that I would hang my hat on the most. Um, other than that, I think that you have some some position groups that we got to wait and see. You know, Jordy, I, I'm old enough to remember that a year ago this week uh, that UCLA absolutely demolished our defensive line. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, you know, we talk about it being a strength. Well, sounds good. Well, Florida State's going to come out here and they're going to make you play discipline football. They're going to make you read the right keys. They're going to make you, you do the right things on the counter. And if you don't, you get, you end up in a situation like what LSU did to Florida, situ, uh, uh, you know, a season ago. I don't think they'll do that on us, but I think you get what I'm saying. You got to be, you got to play sound football against Florida State. And basically, that's all they showed. Oh, you you want to crash it down with a defensive end? Well, Jordan Travis is going to pull it. He's going to take off. Well, you're going to wait. They're going to run the counter, and they're going to get two big nasties out there. You know, a lot of people um, this weekend thought, oh, well, Florida State's O-line stunk. You know, Duquesne got, pre- uh, you know, got penetration. Well, Jordy, that's the exact goal on a counter play. The exact goal is what they did. That's why you run for 406 rushing yards. I hope yeah. – People understand that. Now, do you break 34 tackles? Well, no. I mean, that's obviously going to change. But do you run? Do you rush for 400 yards normally? No, you don't. <laughs> so, right. I mean, it, it, it's a catch-22 here. So, even if you cut it in half or a third, they're still running for 125 a buck 50. If you if people teams run for that much, that's how you get beat. Again, this isn't like they don't have athletes. They have right. serious athletes. So what I'm going to say is defensively, and the reason I pick receivers is I think that these corners for Florida State are are very suspect, and the passes that Duquesne dropped, Kayshawn Boutte won't drop, right? I I mean, you can't let a dude that's running a 4-7 beat you on a vertical route and think Kayshawn Boutte's not going to do it. So that's why I'm going to hang my hat right now, Jordy, coming into this game. Okay. but you better play sound defensive football or you're going to get beat. And, I, and, look, I still think LSU wins by 17. That's where I have it right now. But if you don't do – they just they make you dictate to them and then they react, which can also be very, uh, very bad for them if LSU does the right thing. I'm with you. Uh, to your point about the wide receivers, sophomore wide receiver Malik Neighbors, a little sprained ankle. He's going to be cleared to return to practice this week and is expected to play against Florida State. And he, as you said, he he was one of the, the major highlights uh, of fall camp. By far, um, just nobody could cover him. Uh, the one thing I got out of uh, today's um, press conference that and I've said this earlier, I've been around this group for years and years and from Arnsbarger to 
uh, Archer to my goodness, Hallman, Donardo, uh, Saban, and on and on and on. I've never had a coach that um, went to a stadium the day of the game and worked out a little bit. I mean, that's what basketball teams do. I don't see any problem with it. You want to get them out of their rooms get, so that, that that lethargy doesn't set in. Um, but that's the Brian Kelly way of doing things. Did you ever do that? Uh, I don't remember ever doing that. I remember going through walkthrough in like the team hotel. Now I heard Michael yeah. Cobble ask him about that now, but I, I do know that, um, North Dakota state does that, or they did that. Uh, and the, obviously everybody knows them at the FCS level and they win, right. um, you know, but they, they did that, but that, you know, you know, Jordy, what is it? 12 degrees in North Dakota right now. I mean, <laughs> So they yeah, got to get that indoor stadium, man. They got that so, indoor. They got the um, dome. I, I, I don't mind it. Yeah. That's what basketball teams do. We always have shoot arounds day of always. So I kind of like getting them out of the hotel, get them away and, and, and get the juices going a little bit and go from there. Um, any areas, are you are you still kind of concerned about one aspect of what, well, how do you feel about this defensive secondary? Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I mean, yeah. I don't want to get Jonathan Giles here with Kobe Richardson. Um, they got some big body wide receivers. Um, but if Kobe Richardson plays anything like he's been doing at camp, the McNeese transfer, I mean, Jordan, he's locked down Kayshawn, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so I, I but again, you know, and Jody, like you said, you've been in this game for a while. There are a lot of times that kids go out to practice and they shut somebody out and they go out in the game with the bright lights and it gets too oh, big different. for them. Yeah. You know, so um, if he plays Jordy like he's been playing in practice, we have a lockdown corner. I really mean that because he's done that to everybody. So it's so hard, Jordy, because there's so many new pieces, right? Like, there's so much new stuff. So many. Offensively and defensively. I just just don't know. I don't either. That's the most accurate thing you could say. There are so many unknowns. How can anybody – until we get them in live action – who knows? I do know one thing for sure. I don't think, I mean, I know that Brian Kelly's not going to coach a game like Scott Frost at Nebraska does. Man, man, that dude, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I, I mean, look, Jordy, when you have that stat that he has, your five, you know, whatever, it's your five and 31 and one score games. You know, <laughs> there was a stat that came out that if, if he won the 50 straight games in a row, he still wouldn't have Bo Pelini's record at Nebraska. Right. You know, Jordan, this correct. is the problem that we have in today's society. We, you know, as a fan base and as a booster club, we moan and groan and complain. Well, you better be able to do things when you moan, groan, and complain and fire somebody. Because now, Jordy, they haven't even gotten to 20 wins in the last five seasons. Yep. That's awful. So, so that is, you know, and I think that, and I, we think LSU's in bad times. No, <laughs> Nebraska's LSU's had two off, two man. bad really years. Has. Nebraska's had two decades of bad years. That's big difference, no question about that. All right, um, take the LSU Florida State game out of the equation. If you could only watch one game, would you watch Alabama Texas or would you watch Ohio State Notre Dame? 
I want to see Ohio State get beat down. I mean, uh, Notre Dame to get beat down by Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, I think they will be. I'm watching. I think... I, Jordy, I don't know how much you get on Twitter, but Notre Dame media has been calling me some very choice words over the last week. So Why? You know, I, well, Jordy, here's the thing. You can't contradict yourself. You can't talk bad about somebody. And then when you get invited on somebody's show, you back down. You know, it's one thing, Jordy, if you have a, if you have a sports take. Your, sport, your opinion's your opinion, right? right. When you right. start taking personal shots at other media members and the fan base, when they've said nothing to you, it's when I have a problem. So, you know what? <laughs> if the Notre Dame media believes that Marcus Freeman is the second coming of Jesus Christ, and touchdown Jesus at Notre Dame, he should be able to beat Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio so State it. It, Ohio State is going to They're gonna destroy, kill <laughs> destroy Notre Dame. All right? They're going to destroy them. And Alabama's going to destroy Texas. And LSU's going to beat Florida State. Plain and simple. Blake Rafino, the Are You Serious podcast. Be kind to those people. Don't. Just let them, let them say what they want. Don't get in these Twitter wars. You're better than that. And that's hey, from a guy that I, doesn't do anything on Twitter. Hey, you're going to tag me in it. I'm just going to you know, take your direct <laughs> quote and use it against you. The words, can't, the words you say on Twitter, Jordy, can and will be used against you in the court yes. of Twitter law. And that's why this boy doesn't. All right, Blake, <laughs> have a great day, man. Enjoy, enjoy the ball game. Thank you. See you, Jordy. All right, buddy. You take care. We'll uh, be back to wrap it all up here on the Jordy Heltberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Well, the wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin and get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL to celebrate the return of football. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in money line bets only. DraftKings uh, deposit wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football team terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. That's one 877 If today, Monday, August 29th, is your birthday, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. Share one with, boy, he was one of my favorite players from Xavier University to the New Orleans Hornets. Happy 42nd birthday to David West. What a player he was. Special thanks to our guests, Glenn West covering the Tigers, Karaski Melvin covering the Raging Cajuns, Jim Gazzolo covering the McNeese Cowboys, and Blake Rafino. Uh, 
talking more Tiger talk tomorrow. Uh, Tuesdays with Tony, Tony Barnhart, SEC uh, historian will join us. And of course, Bob Rose of the Saints News Network. Uh, James, thank you so much. Thanks to all of you for listening in. Thanks to our partners that make it possible. Until tomorrow, I'm Jordy Helpert. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy. Let's be kind to one another and be happy. Music, take us away.